Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. And action. All right. <laughs> Got another uh, Peter Weber gal. Havalea here, and we have a lot to discuss. A lot. We finally get to discuss it. Yeah. I start every podcast before we talk about the show. We talk about your life. Gina Stevenson wanted to know, well, I'll read the whole thing. Dish on some pageant talk. How much work goes into being pageant ready? When did she start? And even if it's a little bit miscongeniality like, we need the details. (laughs) So I didn't start doing pageants until like I was 16 or 17. Okay. So I was older for like what most people think. They think I did the tallers and tiaras type of things now. <laughs> um, and it was some like real small town, crappy. Um, I shouldn't say crappy because it was very lovely at the time, but it was a small town. Small scale, small town. Very small scale. Um, Miss Holotus pageant. Our big thing was like the corny ball was like the main event of the whole year. If that tells you anything. It's, like really big in this small town. And that was my first pageant and it was, it was lovely, but we'll just say there was several winners that year. So it's like the main winner, the second place gets a winner crown sash, the third place gets a winner crown sash and all the special awards get a winner crown sash. So I got first place, but there was me and everybody else LOL. and you're supposed to be the whole year together. And it was very bachelor-esque of like everybody, there was just drama constantly all year. So it sucked actually. I hated that year. But then I just kept going because I was like, it gets better, surely. Yeah. I kept doing them. But in terms of like how much work, oh, and it does get better. The girls are not actually that catty in the small town scheme. Once it gets bigger, less catty. Once you get to like the bigger leagues and people that actually really, really care about the volunteerism through pageants, it gets way less catty. So Mm -hmm. I had a great time. I met most of my best friends through pageants. Um, but it's a lot of work. I was, when I was competing and I was all in on it and that's all I was focused on, I would like wake up at 5am, do cardio, go to work. Cause I still worked my normal job, get off work, go work out again, go do interview training, go do walking training, and then come home and like watch the news, go through current events that I was up to date on what was happening so for the questions, right? Yes. Okay. So, I imagine that is the hardest part. It's really hard because, I mean, we all know, especially nowadays, like there's such opposing opinions oh, yeah. and you don't want to be insensitive to anybody, but you also want to stay true to your opinion. So it's like, I didn't even think of it that way too, that like one, you have to answer it true to you, but you don't want to like alienate the judges or the audience. Yes. Let's just half of your judges are like hardcore Republican and half are hardcore Democrat. You got to find. You understand both sides, but you don't want to piss one of them off. So you're like. Do you know stuff like that though? Like, do you know if your judges are. Oh. Mm. You have no idea. So you're just going in blind. But I mean, even then your audiences and when you get to the bigger leagues and you're on television and you're have, you know, thousands of people watching you. All I can ever think of is obviously like the video of the girl who absolutely choked there's lots of them. Which one? The one which the, and, and the Middle Eastern country oh, yes. or something. Oh, yes. I'm going to have to like get the audio Other and put it in here. Like <laughs> and like such as. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh man. Exactly. And that, think about that. That's followed her her whole life. Forever. Yes. 
Oh my god! So you have to be really careful, and you only have like thirty seconds to answer this like hot topic question. So you have to like be able to think on your feet. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Okay, I'm I'm a I'm a noob on all this. So, are you are you like quote unquote training all year round, or or is is it just like a couple months before? Yeah. So some girls do train all year round. So what I did specifically was Texas is the first state to get crowned in the like Miss USA circuit. So I got crowned in September and we didn't compete until May. So I competed in September. I took off October, November, December, and then in January started training for May. Can you talk about how big it is to get crowned freaking Miss Texas? Oh my God. So I remember when the show came out and it was announced that I was Miss Texas and oh, yay, another pageant girl. Yeah. People were like, oh, well, she tried to be Miss Texas three times. Like the girl, like trying to talk shit about it and be like, this girl obviously can't take a hint. I'm like, dude, 120 girls compete for Miss Texas every year. Like it's a huge freaking thing. Some girls compete for eight years before they win. Me winning on my third try, it's actually pretty like. As someone who's from Texas, like, it's just there's a great women in Texas too. Like it you're going up against some amazing women. Texas is kind of known for their pageant presence. I would say. I mean, it goes hard in Texas, I know. Damn. <laughs> you go, girl. Yeah. It was killing me when people were trying to make it sound like a bad thing like y'all obviously are from here. Cause... Well, like and also side note, I feel like we're kind of getting into bachelor here, but there there was definitely because of the season before, like a, a bad rap, if you will, for pageant girls. Like, is that something that in general kind of, I don't know, annoys you? Yeah, just because like, I get where that comes from, that idea that pageant girls are petty and they're catty and they're mm-hmm. narcissistic and all of these things and that they're just like these self-validating creatures. Right. But when you meet the people that are truly passionate about it and like they're really putting their heart and soul into it, people associate pageants with just what they see on stage, which yeah, is pretty, pretty surface level. But then when you get past that, you spend 365 days doing nothing but community service, giving back, promoting organizations, and all this works for free. You don't get paid to do this. You're volunteering constantly, hours and hours and hours upon volunteer work. You're not getting paid. No, no payment at all. Like nothing. I mean, you get, we have great sponsors, but the sponsor's purpose is to prepare us for the bigger competition, Miss USA. So like, I didn't have any financial gain from that. You don't win a car. You don't win scholarships in the system I competed in. That's so wild. In a weird way, it's very selfless to want to to commit to it. There are some girls that go, they compete, they win the crown, they do the photo shoots, and that's it. I'm not talking about those girls. I'm talking about the girls that do it, and they put their heart and soul into the whole year. But I imagine, like, it's kind of an expensive endeavor, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's super expensive. Um, I was – so I live in San Antonio, and I was driving to Houston every other weekend, if not every weekend. I was in Houston all the time. Wow. And they don't reimburse for gas. They'll try to if they can, if there's an option. Or the Texas directors are amazing, but it's not like I'm getting paid for gas or anything, you know. Oh my word! It was a very expensive year. What was your casting process for the show? I had the weirdest casting experience, honestly. So okay. I don't remember when I when I applied. If I'm being honest, my mom and I were super drunk. 
when we we were like a wine drunk together. I've heard this we were... before. Like <laughs> there's always yes. alcohol involved. <laughs> you have to be drunk to apply for this show. <laughs> True. So I applied thinking I would never hear anything. I got a call the next day and they wanted me to come to an in-person casting. I can't remember for the life of me what month this was, but it was like, it was pretty close to filming. Okay. So they were in the last couple rounds of casting and they're like, oh, well, we have one in Dallas or Houston or somewhere in Texas. And I'm like, I'm not available those weekends, so I can't. Mm. And oddly enough, their last, the very last casting call was in um, somewhere in California. And I happened to be in LA that weekend. Nice. And they were like, well, if you can stop by, we'll have you in and out in less than an hour. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I guess I can stop by. Wow. So I stopped by and that was kind of how I got into it. But the reason I say my experience was so weird isn't even because of that. They like, I went through all that. I went through finals weekend. I was waiting to hear like, okay, did I make it? Did, did I not, I not? make it? Yeah. Am I about to have to like put aside two months of my life? Right. I was a student at the time. So my semester was about to start and I'm like, I can only get a refund. <laughs> I don't get my money back for yeah. tuition. And so um, I called my contact and I'm like, hey, I really, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to press you guys, but I need an answer because I'm a college student. Like I need to know. And they called me back the next day and they're like, I'm so sorry. Like you, we decided not to use you this season. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I totally understand. No problem. Thank you for letting me know. I bought my textbooks. I proceeded like, okay, that's cool. That happened. And then they called me the next day and they were like, just kidding. We changed our mind. We would really like to have you on this season. And I'm like, can I call you back? Now I have to reimburse tuition and all these textbooks. Yes. Now I'm like, do I do this? So I had to have like a quick soul searching moment and call my mom. And I was like, what do I do? And I ultimately decided like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. But yeah, it was a really weird, crazy 24 hours. Were you at that moment, like looking for love? Oh yeah. I'm, so I've always been a romantic. Okay. I always thought that I was going to graduate high school, get engaged, get married. Didn't we all in the South? Yeah. yeah I was very much at that point, like, okay, I'm going to meet my person any day or now, right? Like I'm in my twenties. I'm ready. Let's do this. Where are you at? And you thought it could be Peter Weber. I did. I, so actually I have a really good friend whose husband is a pilot. Okay. And so when I got to finals weekend, of course, you're not supposed to be talking about it. And I didn't tell her that I got cast for the show, but I just, we had coffee or we hung out. I was just inquiring. I'm like, girl, isn't it so hard to be married to a pilot? Like what's it like real off the wall? Like she was like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> yes. And then when the show aired, she was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense now. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was asking like, what, what would it be like? It is hard. Yeah. I know it's not easy. And so she walked me through it. So I like had a full understanding of what I could be getting myself into. I'm assuming you were a Bachelor fan then, like prior to this point. I was. I wasn't like a crazy Bachelor fan. I skipped a bunch of seasons, but like I watched your season. Okay. I watched um, Hannah's season. I watched Colton's season because I knew Kaylin kind of like we weren't, we weren't friends, but we were acquaintances. So. Yeah watch those ones but that's really but you had seen Peter on Hannah's season yeah so like just in terms of your past I don't know romantic relationships your type what did Peter fit that type um or were you hoping it would be 
someone else. I had a huge crush on Peter because he's not my type in sense of like the physical appearance. My type is I always date these tattooed, big bearded men. Like that's my type. Oh, okay. So Peter just seemed so sweet and so wholesome. And he like had that little bit of an edgy side to him that you kind of saw wanting to come out mm-hmm. through little bits through the kind of season. Like there was that whole whole table scene of him like, yeah, wasn't my like go-to type mm-hmm. but I was I could see something and I saw a lot of similarities between him and I like how close he was with his family later we learned how close he is with his family but how close he was with his family during that season and the type of conversations they were having all of his values matched my values so I was like this could be a really good match of course we have to ask before we get into the season about Victoria P <laughs> of course at least if you talk about the show, she says you only knew each other for three hours. You're like, we're not best friends, but we definitely know each other. Like, hello. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about your friendship before and then your attitude about this whole, like, not wanting to know each other thing? She helped me through a major breakup. I helped her through a breakup as well. She came to Houston all the time. We went to the same hair person and we would always just miss each other. We would talk about like, oh, let's let's have a sleepover. You come here. When I went through my big breakup, she was like, I'm going to come to Houston. We'll meet there. We can like hang out and cuddle. So I clearly thought that we were friends. Yeah. And as you well know, through the casting process, it is insanely hush-hush. You're not yes. supposed to talk about absolutely anything, especially the fact that you have been chosen to be on the show. Of course. So, yeah. We knew that each other were in the casting process prior to that snippet of information. Okay. It was like, we knew that we had done the initial casting and then they throw the NDA on you and we already knew. But how, so how did you know that, that the both of you were going through it? Yeah. So our hair, our hair guy, we went to the same hair guy. And so I was like, Hey, I need a fresh set, cut color extensions, do me up pretty. I'm going to a casting. Uh, and okay. she had literally gone to him the day before for pretty. the same reason. Yep, okay. Like, it's crazy. Victoria's doing the same thing. And he told Victoria, and she called me, and she was like, oh, my God, I'll keep you updated. I'm like, I'll keep you updated. Oh, my God. And then they put the NDA on us. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll just keep each other updated. Like, I don't want to walk into the mansion night want to be like, oh, shit, you're here too. Like, not that it would be a bad thing, but why be surprised when we can be supportive? So we literally go through the whole process together. And at the very, very end, when I told you I got the call that I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. So when they were like, no, you're not on the show, I called her immediately because she had already gotten the call that she was on the show. Was on the show. Okay. So I knew she was on and I got told I wasn't. And so I was like, girl, it's all you. I'm not going to be there. You're going to be amazing. And she starts crying. And she's like, I, I'm going to call them. I can't do it. I can't do it if you're not there. Like, I can't do this without you. I need you there. Right. So I was like, no, 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 no. You need to do this. Like, you're going to regret it. Don't don't not do it because I'm not going to be there. Like, you need to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to regret it. I'm like, you can't call them right now and tell them I'm not going to do it and then call them tomorrow and be like, I am going to do it. Like, just do it. And you can change your mind the day of. You can get there and be like, you know what, never mind. You can I'm get not. to the hotel and say, just kidding. Right. So I was like, no, no, no. Don't call them. Like, relax. It's going to be great. And then I get the call, I'm doing it. And we're so excited. We're going to share shoes with the same shoe size. We're going to share clothes. All, right. All these things that like, yay, we're so excited we're doing it. But one day she asked me, hey, 
can I tell my producer that I know you have been cast? And that's exactly verbatim how she worded it. And I was like, I would really appreciate it if you didn't say anything, just because we're not supposed to know. I don't want to like, I don't want to get disqualified because we know each other. You told them that we broke the rules. Mm-hmm. So that is how that whole story came to be. And I don't know if she just misinterpreted it or what, but I was just trying to follow our legal guidelines. Okay. And we hadn't even gotten there yet. So I was like, holy shit, she's going to tell them, well, I know Alea's been casted and Alea knows I've been casted. And they're just going to be like, all right, well, sorry, you're out. Like, we can't, you broke the rules You shouldn't already. have talked. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't want it to ruin it for both of us. I didn't want to like legal totally. battle because we broke this crazy contract that they've been drilling into our mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, night one, the first thing I did when I walked into the mansion was give her this huge hug. Like I never hid the fact that we knew each other. Right. I remember telling the girls like, oh yeah, we know each other. She's Miss Louisiana. I miss Texas. Like we know each other. Okay. Well, we'll circle back to this. <laughs> so you do go through, you get to night one. What was your like first impression of Peter? You probably had built him up in your mind, um, as we all yes. do. So <laughs> my first, I will never forget, my initial reaction was like, holy shit, he is tall. Is he? Like, I don't know why, he's 6'3". So hmm. I wasn't expecting him to be so tall. I was thinking he's six foot, six one. Yeah, height is hard to tell on the show, so yeah. I was the first girl out of the limo, out of my limo, and you, they don't really warn you. They just open the door and you go. Yep. That's it. I was terrified, but he was super sweet and super welcoming. He had this huge beaming smile the whole time. So I felt way more comfortable when I met him, but holy shit, I was so scared. It is a holy shit moment. No doubt. It was so bad. And even like when he ended it with you the second time, we'll get there, but he had said that you guys had a really good connection from night one. Like, is that accurate? Yeah, I thought so. So we, um, so my entrance was my grandma wrote him a letter. Right. And we immediately, like, right out the gate, bonded over the fact that we both have a grandma, Rose. Oh. And so we both got like, super excited about that. And then the night went on, and I finally got to sit down and talk to him. And we read the letter together, and I felt like it was a great bonding moment. But, you know, night one, there's all this adrenaline and nerves. Totally. And you're getting used to the environment of it. And so... I was like, I think that went well, but I don't know. But every time he came through the house, he came to pick somebody up or we were on a group date because I never got a one-on-one date. Nope, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime we did anything, I tried to not blend in and hide in the background. I tried, if he addressed the group, I would try to answer. Like I tried to make it known like, hey, I see you, I'm hearing you, I'm listening to you, I'm present. That's the hardest part of it is trying to be like, do you see me? Hi, hello. Yes. So I so hard. And I guess that's part of what rubbed people wrong because they, that was a huge thing with me. It's like people kept saying, she turns it on for the camera. She turns it on for the camera. I'm like, I'm turning it on for Peter. I'm just trying to get spotted in this sea of women here. Like, you think I'm trying to get spotted by cameras. I'm trying to get spotted by him. I want his attention. And it was going well. Like, there was this whole moment on one of the dates where we were like, dancing he got to ride on the bus with us to a date and we were like dancing on the bus together like none of the other girls were dancing but I was dancing with Tammy and then Peter and I started dancing and then everybody started dancing but it was like this really cool fun moment I was like yes 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 this is going so good yeah as you say the girls started doing this whole 
well, not every girl, but a select few started doing the whole, she's fake, she's one way on camera, one way off camera. I am curious whether you sensed that happening, like, because I've no one's saying that to your face until I know. Peter blows it up. I had absolutely no idea. And I thought, I mean, don't get me wrong, in the mansion, you're tired, you're bored, there's nothing to freaking do. I took naps all day, every day. So I did. And then that one day where shit hit the fan, I was drunk as shit. Like, I was so bored. I drank all day. I was like, I'm not going to today. There's nothing else to do. It's so boring. Yes. But no, I didn't feel any of that animosity. I felt like I had a really good relationship with majority of the house. Like, sure, there's there's those girls that you don't really jive not necessarily with. get along with, but you just don't jive with, right? Like, you guys are just not clearly on the same social, like, yeah. so there was definitely some of the girls that I felt that way with, but I didn't have any animosity towards them. I didn't think they were bad people. I didn't think they were here for the wrong reasons. They were just not the same as me, which is fine. Yeah. So I bonded with the louder personalities. I bonded with the Tammies, the Alexas, Jasmine. I bonded with the the really loud here for fun. Like I, I'm going to make the most of this boring day in the house. Were you a were you a cat or a rat? Oh, I was the rat because <laughs> the cat hated me. I was undoubtedly the rat. The, the biggest rat. I was a ginormous rat. <laughs> I have no doubt, but in fact, I am the rat. So, okay. So when you say it blowing up, you were drunk, was that, so I, it was, it was a group date, am I right? Where Sydney so when go. I was drunk the day before and it was fine. It was a good night. We got the date card. We went to bed. It was fine. But yeah, it was the group date. It was the pill fight date. Yes. Sydney and I got matched up and it was one hell of a fight. Like mm. both of us. And even when it was happening, we even told each other, like, I'm sorry, girl, I saw red. I don't even really remember what the hell I just did. Mm. Like, both of us were so competitive, we refused to lose. And I thought it was all just all's fun and love and war type of deal. Like, but it wasn't. And then later watching it back, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, she hates me. <laughs> yeah. Like, the group date party after that date was when she goes to Peter, tattles on you comes outside and has a truly iconic weird moment where she asks about you having do you have a job (laughs) yeah I'm just curious how you interpreted that in the moment like did you think that was a a dig because you handled it like yes I do have a job (laughs) so oh my god I think that I am just what is a way to say I'm an idiot without saying I'm an idiot? I'm ignorant. I'm oblivious. I don't know. <laughs> I give way too much like benefit of the doubt to people. I didn't, I didn't take it offensively. I thought she was genuinely curious since we had talked about my pageant career. Even, even when she's saying things like, well, then it's hard to be your genuine self, huh? I was like, maybe she's just not getting it. Like, let me explain this to her. I just wasn't <laughs> on the negativity she was trying to throw at me. And so I'm like, yeah, let me tell you about it. Come on, sit down. Like, pull up a chair. I got you. What do you want to know? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. I, and I thought it was a great conversation, too. I'm like, wow, I was able to offer her so much, like, insight that she didn't understand about pageant girls and pageant worlds. It's great. I'm so glad I was able to do that for her. And then Peter comes down, and you can just tell he's not in a good place. Yeah. He says what he says about what happened with the conversation. And I don't even talk to Peter. I'm just like, what the hell? 
I thought we were cool. Where did this come from? But nothing happens that night, right? Then you go home, and then the pool party the next day is when it also... Yeah, nothing major happens. He leaves. I talk to him. He comes back, gives Sydney the group date rose, which was like a knife in my heart, because I was like, we just had this great constructive conversation. Mm-hmm. And then he gave it to Sydney, which obviously in the moment feels like he's picking sides. Of course, like, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, we go home. I'm a wreck the whole night. Like I cry all night, it's great. Um, and then we wake up for the pool party the next day. And still I think like, okay, he gave Sydney the rose cause he appreciated something, which is fine. But then Chris comes in and he's like, we need to cut the bullshit. And Peter comes in still like somber and all heartfelt and upset. And I'm like, what the fuck? But did you and Sydney, did you and Sydney exchange any words after like no. nothing? No, no, we're not in the same room. Um, of course, the whole ride back to the mansion, everybody's just sitting in silence. Nobody's really talking. I'm just kind of sitting there staring into oblivion. Yeah, you're exhausted. It's probably three in the morning. I, in case you haven't noticed from the show, I am not a confrontational person. I will sit down and have a constructive conversation with you. I'm not a confrontational person. So me coming back to Ohio was like probably the most confrontational thing I have ever done in my entire life. And I was terrified. So no, Sydney and I didn't talk until um, Peter came in, had a conversation with her. And then I like got the balls to finally be like, hey, let's talk about this. It wasn't a constructive conversation at all. Then Peter goes around to everyone on this group date and asks basically everyone's opinion on you. And that's when Victoria P comes out with this whole like, we know each other and she told me not to talk about our friendship. First of all, obviously you weren't there. Like, what's it like watching that scene of her and him talking? Oh, I was livid as it was airing. I was just like, what the heck? Like we had, I mean, I was cuddling her on the sofa the day before. Like you very easily could have told me like, hey, I think you're here for the wrong reason. Like something, I don't know, anything. So watching the conversation, I was like. I just wonder how she thought that was gonna go. Like if, I have no idea. Okay. Then at that point, it becomes a whole other thing. He goes to you right. and, and, you know, approaches you about it, and you're just kind of like, ah. Then you go into the rose ceremony, and you go home. Yep. And obviously, you don't know that he, right away he's, like, second-guessing himself. Um, I'm assuming you never even went home. I did. No. Oh, my God. That was a weird night. You I was, went home. Physically. I was back home in San Antonio. What? In my bed. At home, yep. So how much time passed? Maybe 48 hours. It was very quick. I, I, I'm i shocked. I figured you just stayed in the hotel on property. No, because they flew. They flew off to, that was the next day they flew to Ohio. Okay. So they were gone. So when they flew to Ohio, I flew home to San Antonio. You thought I'm, I, it's over? I thought it was over. And actually, I got the chance to talk to my mom. Uh-huh. Um, I'll never forget, I called her from the hotel phone, which wasn't even supposed to be working, and it was. And I was crying, and she had just gotten out of surgery because she had surgery on her eyeballs, nothing major, she's fine. Yeah. But I'm crying even more now because she's in surgery, and she asked me what happened, and I'm sobbing and tell her, and she's like, well, why the hell are you talking to me? You need to go get your man. Like, you need to go. She's like, do you like him? And I was like, yes, I really like him. She's like, but do you like him? Like, could you see this turning into something? I'm like, yes, mom, we had a great connection. Like, 
Mm. I felt something. And she was like, then what the hell? Why are you talking to me? You need to track down. You need to get your producer. You need to get an executive producer. You need to get freaking Chris Harrison over here. They've done crazy shit. You need to make them let you talk to Peter one more time. Like, did you get the chance to explain yourself? I'm like, no, I was like at a loss for words. She's like, get your man. I love that. Oh my God, your mom is a star. And I remember like nicely calling my producer and being like, hi, can I pretty please talk to Peter? And they were like, uh, no. And they sent me home. So I get home and I'm still crying and upset. And sure enough, lo and behold, Chris Harrison of all people calls me. And he's like, look, tell me your side of the story. So I tell him. And he's like, we don't do this for many reasons, but we will allow you to come talk to Peter. And if he wants you back, he wants you back. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. I was like, okay, like I, I can accept that. I mean, you have to assume that if you're going to go all the way out there, like he's been thinking about it. Yeah, I guess you don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm assuming that he hates me at this point. I remember even asking, like, well, can I just mail my suitcase if he decides to keep me there? And they're like, no, just bring it, just in case. Like, you don't want to have to mail things. So I'm like, okay, okay, if you say so. So I bought a plane ticket to Ohio. You did? So I, I bought a plane ticket, yes. Oh, wow, okay. I to Ohio and was terrified. I mean, I was sitting in a hotel room anxious as hell all day. Wow. Waiting to talk to him. And... This is the point when I had my phone because I was home. I was physically home. Mm. I was physically home. I had my phone all this time. And of course, you know, reality Steve is posting the latest You're and greatest. You're seeing everything. I'm keeping up with it because I want to know what I'm missing, which is how I ended up knowing everything I knew going home. Okay, wait, we'll get there. Hang on. This is great. So, <laughs> so you, you walk in and everyone's like seen a ghost, right? Peter didn't know, I'm assuming, that you were coming. He probably was seeing a ghost, too. Right, yeah. His face was priceless in that moment. Because it was so sweet, because he was talking to Sheehan, and he looks at he looks at one of his women walking towards him with this grand smile, and he has no idea who it is. And then he realizes it's me, and he's like, what? Like, what? Are you real? He the, like, what the fuck on his face. He had no idea. But you have to assume, right, that, like, you coming back would probably not go over well with the women. Yes. Yeah. I, but at that point you have to think I am like a, Peter is making it sound to me like the women are the ones that sent me home. Like the women, the women are the ones putting this in his ear. They are ultimately telling him what to think is how I felt in the moment. Yeah. I mean, your exit interview was basically like what Victoria said is I think the reason I'm going home. Yada, yada. Yeah. So I felt like at that point, if I'm being honest, I couldn't really care two shits less if the girls were happy I was coming back or not. You were coming to get your man. Yes. I was exiled from the house and I was here for Peter and Peter only. You go, girl. That's why I came back was to talk to him, him alone. And if he wanted to send me home, that's great. If he didn't and he wanted to keep me, then I, okay, I was here for you and you alone. Like I was going to suffer through it. And Victoria is probably shit in a brick because she thought she thought it was coast was clear. And then it came back around this whole I don't know you. I knew you for three hours thing. I think at least sequentially, it looked like you talked to him and he said, this is what Victoria said. And you were like, that's just not true. Um, He talked to Victoria and she just kind of spoke in circles. 
and then the two of the, the two of you talked with him together and that's where the second weirdest clip ever uh comes around when she's doesn't really know if you're friends but then wipes it wipes your eye so i remember that being so weird because remember we haven't spoken peter and i spoke and then like peter told me at the pool party what victoria had said I didn't speak to her. We we're at the rose ceremony. We're not talking, obviously, because we're in a rose ceremony. And then I get sent home. So I never had a chance to like talk to her, ask what the hell, or talk to her. So even then, in that conversation, I was going into it thinking like this is all a grand misunderstanding. Like surely this is just a huge misunderstanding. So she comes in the room and I give her this big hug because in my head I'm like something's getting misinterpreted somewhere this isn't adding up to me mm-hmm. and then the conversation goes on and I clearly realized that's not the case she tried she tried to make it look like it was something else and it yeah blew up in her yeah. face blew up in her face but like honestly the, the tear wipe was unbelievable or the it was like a high hair or an eyelash I mean that was unbelievable watching it back I cringed so hard but again I'm not like a, an aggressive confrontational person. So I wasn't going to be like, bitch, don't touch me in the moment. I was like still holding out hope that we were going to be fine and work through this and it was going to be okay. Like <laughs> I'm really, really hoping. And then watching it back, I was like, why would she touch me? She, it's just, it was weird. Cause it was, she, she's literally saying like, well, you know, not I don't, I don't she's like not my you. friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. And it was so freaking strange to watch back. Like, I guess at the end of the day, that was one of the things that, like, was completely unnecessary. Like, both of you originally, she could have just said, yeah, I know Alea. You know, we we did talk about this beforehand that we didn't want to, you know, mention our friendship. But, yeah, we're friends. And, but then it turned into this, like, it turned into something way conspiracy. Bigger. It turned into a conspiracy, literally. Yes. It oh my god, it turned into such a big thing for no reason. Like, at all. As you said, going back, you you didn't know whether Peter would, would bring you back. So how did yeah. you feel when he said, come back? Honestly, I was freaking terrified. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I, I was trying to come strong and come like, yes, I, I can handle this, I can do this. But in my head, I was like, holy shit, if I come back right now, I'm going to walk into that room with all of these daggers alone. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely terrified. I almost, I almost just changed my mind and was like, no, you know what? Fuck it. I can't. I just wanted, I just wanted to tell my piece and that's it. I was so scared. But then I was looking at him and I was like, oh my God. Okay. 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I was channeling my inner mom and I was like, okay, what would my mother do? If I come home right now, she is going to beat me. (laughs) Well, and not only do you have to walk into a room of women who are seething, but then he gives you the rose just to really (laughs) solidify. Like he really was like, oh, you have a target on your back. I'm going to make it bigger. It's like a neon. I'm going to make it big, bright neon. Yes. And like, I'm not, if the, if the bachelor is offering you a rose after you just came and poured your heart out to them, you're not going to say no. Who? No, no one would ever say no anyway. But I also agree. Like, damn it, Peter. Why did I wasn't even on the date? Do you have to think like he knows the girls are going to be pissed. So let me just destroy Alea and give her the rose and make this impossible for her. 
it was so weird because I remember in that moment simultaneously feeling like a badass, like on top of the world. Mm. Like I just came back, I got my man and I got the rose. Like I solidified that he wants me here, not just today, but for another week. Like he wants me here. And he just showed every, I felt like so great. And at the same time, I was like, oh my God, I have to sit on the bus and go back to the hotel and live with these women. Like, oh my God. It was weird feelings. So you, you did talk a little bit about how you had access to information. We know how it happened. But specifically, the, the Chase Rice and Victoria F. stuff um, came around. So that was something you read. How did that get disseminated to everybody? I don't know how the hell it got told to everybody. I told two people. I told Hannah Ann and McKenna specifically. I asked them to catch me up. I told them, and it wasn't even like a, ooh, girl, let me spill the tea. It was like a, oh, yeah, 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 I know this, I know this, I know this, what don't I know type of deal. Like, I was listing what I knew. And then they, I realized they didn't know that. I was like, oh, shit. So I don't know if somebody else overheard that conversation. I'm not saying they told any, but I don't know how it got anywhere else. Because like I said, I knew I was public enemy number one in the house. Of course. I spent most of my time by myself when I got back. I didn't get to, like, really hang out with a bunch of people you yeah at that point you were ostracized basically very much so So I wasn't going around gossiping and telling people so by the time Victoria came to me telling me she knew that I was telling people I was like wait what it was the last thing I was expecting when she came into my room like very clearly pissed off I I didn't even connect the two things were you rooming by yourself at that point no Tammy okay so Tammy, um, Tammy, like I said, was one of my best friends in the house before I left. She is one of the few people that did stand up for me day one to last day, the whole time. She always stood up for me. So she was my roommate. No it. So yeah, I didn't know with anybody else. So Tammy wasn't in the room at that time. Okay. Then Victoria came in. She came in after and realized I was sobbing. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. She came in hot. And she, I mean, she had every right to be upset because in her eyes, I was going around spreading Mm -hmm. false information because it was true information, but I was spreading information that she did not condone. Getting around. And I would be pissed too. Totally get that. She had every right to be pissed. I wasn't going around saying anything though. So (laughs) big miscommunication somewhere. But seems like your whole time on the show was just one giant miscommunication, but. My life is a big miscommunication. Isn't it always? But here's the other miscommunication. Jessica Smith said, why in the world did Peter bring her back just to send her right back home? And when he broke up with you again, <laughs> he, he said, and I'm, I'm, just, this is, I'm just forming this on his words. He said specifically that he doesn't care about what anyone thinks when he essentially sent you home in the first place because he cared about what other people thought. Uh, miscommunication yet again (laughs) so yeah so there's so there's that yeah so he doesn't care but he does enough to not date you because of of what people say but I'm, I'm just the crux of what he said when you broke up again was like this is just too much the girls hate you I'm gonna have to deal with this like in the moment did you did you agree or or do you think you could have kept like fighting No. no no I couldn't at that point because 
if it had just been the drama from back at the bachelor mansion and some girls think you're fake and that's fine you don't have to like let bygones be bygones you guys be your cat i'll be the the big rat (laughs) i was cool with that but then when the chase rice victoria fuller and like drama happened and then that pissed everybody off towards me even more and i just i mean you saw in Ohio at that rose ceremony, I am literally just sitting there. I have no words. I'm not arguing. They're just going at me. And that's that's exactly how it happened. I have so many people DM me and be like, please tell me that's fake. Please tell me that's edited. I'm like, no, that's exactly what I'm just sitting there. Taking I have it. no words. I'm just taking it. And it had only been a couple of days at that point. I was like, holy crap. I would have to do this for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks by myself. It wasn't even to the point where it would just be me and Peter and one-on-one dates. And no, it was still going to be large group dates that I was going to have to go on. And I knew at that point I wouldn't be able to be myself because I would be this quiet little wallflower off to the side by myself because I would be terrified to speak or, you know, have a big elaborate personality. I I felt, I felt that way too, a lot. Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't, at some point you're beaten down so much that you're just like, I can't be myself because everything like breathing pisses people off. So I'm just going to sit here by myself and look like an idiot and hope I don't piss people off even more. Yes. And so, I mean, if you watch it back, you'll see, I even told Peter, like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't think I can handle this. And I told him like, I can't, I can't be myself anymore through this. The girls hate me. Like I I just don't think I can handle this. And so when he walked me out and he he told me it, something about like, I just can't do this because they hate you so much. Um, but I think you're a good person. And I, yeah, so, yeah. he said some type of really kind, like words of affirmation that he mm-hmm. didn't think negatively of me. It was just too toxic of a situation as a whole. I don't disagree with that. And, and it didn't seem like you did either. Okay. I didn't either at all. In that moment, I was just like, you are absolutely right. Like, he deserves the utmost happiness and being able to find love, and this ain't it. Like, if he was my person, the world will never know. But in that moment, he I was, was like, not your person. You are, this, this is not how I'm going to find my person, is through all of this hurt and, like, toxic. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. So I was actually... I wouldn't say happy. I was very defeated and heartbroken going home, but not for the reason, not like Peter broke up with me a second time. I was heartbroken and defeated because I had gone back in so hopeful that things would change. And ultimately they got worse. That was my biggest regret because deep down, I know had I just become the wallflower and not said anything immediately when I came back, I I mean, maybe things would have gone differently. Maybe things would have drama would have trickled over to somebody else and I could have reemerged as this. a wallflower that now just is a flower. I always turn up but wonder like what if all in all I'm happy with my life now and how things have turned out but in the moment mm-hmm. that was a really freaking hard pill to swallow. Like god, I messed this up for myself so bad. Well, I mean, yes, y- y- Yes, by opening your mouth when you came back, when you could have been quiet. <laughs> but from the get-go, I think you 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 could have skated through. It just unfortunately, um, some people wanted to have it go the other way for you. They yeah. wanted to go to Pita. People were dead set on my uh, my demise. Dead set. 
Because I do think, like, if, if it hadn't come around where she's fake, she's fake, Peter wouldn't have gone to everyone and said, tell me about Alea. And then Victoria P. probably would have gone through the whole thing without saying anything about it. She still could have oh. done that. I don't really know what benefit um, there was to bringing that up, but you could, I guess you could think of it. Hindsight. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't yeah. happen that way. Well, okay. I just have some, some general questions uh, about the show then. <laughs> I, I always, I always ask this question. Who did you think maybe based on like Peter's behaviors or other clues, like who did you think was quote unquote going to win? Madison. I thought Madison was his front runner. Okay. Um, I think mostly because Madison always seemed so comfortable, but not cocky, mm. you know, like, like, you know, that feeling and that kind of like little glow you got when things are going good in your relationship. Yeah. I always felt like Madison had that and she got the first one-on-one -on -one date, which was this freaking amazing date of mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's a significant meeting date. the family. Yeah. Right off the bat, which clearly went well. Cause he kept her after that. Right. If that didn't go well. She would go home right away. So I always thought like, okay, he and Madison seem to have a really good connection. I didn't see them interact a ton, but when I did, I was like, okay, I see that going really well. I love this question. I've talked about dark days, right? Where you're not, you're not filming, <laughs> you're not on a date. Jennifer wanted to know your favorite thing to do during dark days, nap, I'm assuming. I took so many naps and I was actually like, it took me a solid I don't know, a week maybe. It took me a long time to realize that we were able to go upstairs and take a nap in our bed. So I would just nap like on the sofa, by the pool, like on one of the mini sofa. I would just nap all over the house. Jealous, yeah. Kelsey and I ate a lot of popcorn by the pool one day. Did you ever like hot tub? Was that your vibe or no? <laughs> Never worked. Oh, bummer. I asked every day oh. to get the hot tub turned on and it, something was wrong and it just would never work. We were pissed because we wanted a hot tub. Okay, well here's obviously um, Peter's ending was quite dramatic in its own way, right? <laughs> he picks Maddie and then they break up. Or no, I'm sorry, then he, he proposes, he pro pro proposes to Hannah Ann, breaks up with Hannah Ann, asks Maddie on a date, the whole Barb thing on the reunion happens, they break up, then he ends up with Kelly and they just broke up. Um, so in the end, if you could look back, like, do you think Peter was ready to be The Bachelor? Based solely off of the three girlfriends he's had in the last... <laughs> From his season? I don't know. I think that... I think he went into it thinking he was ready, but I think maybe... Purely my opinion is that maybe the whole situation and environment just wasn't the right way for him to meet his person. Maybe he just has to meet his person, like normally Maybe. i really i really thought him and kelly were gonna go the distance i did too when i saw that post i was like what skirt i died i died, died in not a good way i was so shocked i don't know what the hell happened but no i was shocked i thought like okay fine like he had to work through like maybe the final four was he wasn't able to pick at that point and so he had to decide like where his heart truly lied and mm -hmm. it was with kelly after all and that's awesome and now I don't know. I don't know anything. I feel like my whole life's a lie. It's a lie. All of it. <laughs> I was like, yes, Peter got his happy ending. Finally. 
Never mind. I'm just kidding. He shouldn't have been The Bachelor because he just should have dated Kelly from the first place. And then they break up. My dad's conspiracy theory is that that was the plan all along. And I'm like, I think you're wrong, but that's a really funny. Hey, I'm, I'm all for a theory. Here for it. Okay. Well, I have some after the show questions. Of course, who are you still close with? Tammy, Jasmine. Jasmine is like one of my best friends. Um, Kelsey and I still talk sometimes. Savannah, Alexa. Um, if I'm being honest, I suck at my phone. Yeah, So I'm me too. So bad at getting back to people. So I am a very sporadic friend. Jasmine and I talk almost every day. Tammy and I talk like twice a month, but they're good conversations. Yeah, yeah. I still try to like keep in touch with a lot of the girls, but it's very like a, what's up girl? I haven't talked to you in two months. What, how did it end with, I mean, obviously I skipped over women tell all, but you, you did a great job, um, you know, speaking, um, the girls were still, you know, whatever about you. So, so where are you at with like someone like Sydney or Victoria P and F? So Fuller and I are fine. I apologized profusely several times for the drama. I explained my side of the story and like, I had no ill will. I promise it wasn't a, oh, did you hear she was dating Chase Rice? I was like, holy shit, what a badass. She dated Chase Rice. Hot, wow. Yeah. So I told her like, I'm so sorry. So we're on good terms for sure at this point. I wouldn't say we're besties. We're not calling each other and hitting up to hang out on the weekends. But we chat, we have good conversations. We are, we're cool. Victoria P and I, we don't talk. We don't follow each other. Isn't it sad though, that you went from being friends and then this freaking show is the reason it's it's over? It's kind of yes, sucky. I don't, I, I'm a forgiving person, but it's once you lose my trust, it's very difficult to regain it. So I feel like after that whole situation, I would have a very difficult time rekindling and trusting her. Like, Well, I, I would have trouble continuing a friendship with someone who like adamantly on, on national television, like denounced our friendship, basically. That would be hard. Right. Exactly. So like no ill will, I guess, but we are not going to be friends. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I have that with some people from my season two. It's cool. Yeah. Let bygones be bygones. You be bygone over there. I'll be bygone over there. <laughs> uh, oh. Sydney never had any... What's so funny about Sydney is I don't really even think that poorly of her. She just didn't like me and she was vocal about it. And that's totally fine. Like, you're just more vocal about it than I am. Like, mm-hmm. there was obviously girls the first couple weeks that I was like, mm, I, I had weird vibes on. But I was like, let me let this play out and see how they were. And eventually I ended up thinking like, yeah, they're cool. She didn't feel that way. That's fine. Totally cool. I have the utmost respect for her. She still hates me. The first thing she did when she got home was block me on Instagram for some reason. She still has me blocked. There's a lot of blocking going on in y'all season. It is, <laughs> I we did not do that shit. What the hell? So I would have been cool with us like working out like a, hey, let's let's be cordial and be cool like I'm sure she's great everybody else that from our season that knows her thinks she's great and I have no doubt that she is she just didn't really ever want to give me the time of day to like break that barrier with her after that and so I'm like okay bye I think she's totally fine she's just very close-minded when it comes to me so that's okay let's 
Ariel Jimenez said, why has she stayed in Texas? Most girls move to L.A. after the show. I like Texas. Same. I don't want to move to L.A. I like visiting L.A. I like going to L.A., but I don't want to move there. I feel like I feel like L.A. is so shallow and so stuck up and every, everybody's there for the wrong reason. That is a whole wrong reason crew right there. The whole thing. And there's girls from our season that have moved to L.A. and are flourishing, and that's great and wonderful. That's just not where I want to spend my life. I would agree. Yeah. So I'm a, I mean, you and me, girl, Texas girls through and through. Love it. Great place. Let's discuss the boyfriend. <laughs> Kayla Weber said, how did she meet her new boyfriend? So I know somebody's probably going to be upset about me with this, but during quarantine, during hardcore lockdown, um, one of our mutual really good friends, like my boyfriend was actually just the best man in this guy's wedding a couple weeks ago. So a mutual really good friend of ours, um, I was asking him for like good off-roading spots. I wanted to get out of the house. I needed to do something outdoors. I just gotten my new like SUV and it was this all-terrain sports vehicle. And I was like, hey, do you know any good spots? And he's like, yeah, Gabe and I are going there tonight. And I was like, oh yeah, sweet. I'll meet you guys. Mm-hmm. I had never met Gabe, but I knew who he was. And so the three of us all hung out. And if I'm being honest, I didn't even really care. Like I wasn't into him. It wasn't like a flirt exchange. We all just were hanging out like the three best friends anybody could have. Right. And then we went fishing the next week. And like, we just, we hung out a couple times. We, we were so friend zoning each other that he was asking me advice on how to ask another girl out. Oh my God. Yeah. Been there. I was venting to him about somebody who asked me on a date, but it was like a terrible, like a, Hey girl, come drive to Austin right now. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, you're stupid. If you think I'm going to drive to Austin traffic at five o'clock. Yeah. No, bye. Yeah. So we were like, so friend zoned that there was like, we were talking about other people with each other. And so we went and got drinks to vent about our shitty love lives. And then as the night went on, we both just, I don't know what happened, but at one point in the night, we just kind of looked at each other. And it's almost like in our heads, both of us were like, are we about to kiss right now? (gasps) (laughs) Like, we didn't say anything, but we just kind of were looking at each other when he dropped me off at home. And then he kissed me and he was like, can I take you like on a real date, like on a date? Oh my gosh. Then we went on a date and we stayed up to like, 1 or 2 a.m. totally sober talking like just stayed up all night talking and then we just kept hanging out and spent like every day together and it was just like this really weird we just spent every day together for like two months and then it was finally like should we like do you want to do you want to like date yes but the way he asked it was if you know him this is such a him way to ask he was like so let's just say hypothetically hypothetically somebody who's not me were to ask somebody who's not you to like to be exclusive and like to be my girlfriend what do you think not you would say that's ridiculous yeah so i was like just ask me like if you're gonna ask me just ask me he's like okay do you want to be my girlfriend lol i was like yes okay you just came out i i mean exposed yourself as a couple i think what your hashtag was six six months later or something like that yes yeah well and if i'm being honest (laughs) i think i've told him this if not he's gonna find out uh I wasn't sure if we were going to last, not because he wasn't amazing. He has always been amazing. But a month into our relationship, 
he um, got recruited for the Fort Worth Fire Academy mm-hmm. and moved to Fort Worth, which is five hours away. We had only been dating barely a month and I really wasn't wanting to do long distance. And so I was willing to try because things were going good and I really liked him. And I was like, okay, we'll try it. But last thing I wanted was to post a boyfriend for the first time and then show yeah. and then break up a month later we couldn't handle distance you know so I waited and now we're a good ways into the academy we've been doing long distance and it's still going great so I'm like okay I guess the world can know about him now (laughs) and then it's funny because of course you know you're getting all of these comments under this post about like well dump him and do paradise um thoughts on those kinds of comments I get where they're trying to come from like I get that in their mind it's an endearing like we want you in paradise we want you to have this grand experience and I'm like I don't think I want that thank you I'm good paradise is to find love right and you have it why do I need that I don't need that and then early favorites if you're watching Matt season okay so I'm biased one of my actual best friends is on his season, Mari. So someone asked if you played a part in getting Mari on the season. I think she did it on her own because she's fantastic. But she did have her final interview in my bedroom. So she was here for my birthday. And that's when she finally told me like, okay, I didn't want to say anything, but like, I didn't want to say anything until it was final. But I am in finals of casting. I could use any advice. I need your, I need quiet in your room. And I was like, okay, yeah. So when they were interviewing her, they actually called me in to ask me some questions about her. So, okay. Again, I think she would have made it regardless because she's yeah. fantastic. She's beautiful. She was here and we're all like drunk and on the lake, which you know is like the worst moments of somebody's like appearance. Yeah. She's stunning. Of course. Stunning. Yeah. Well, well, let's root for her then. Um, who else do I really like? I love Mari. Um, I love Serena C. She had that bomb outfit. That, I, mean, I think I commented back and I was like, oh that, my God, was, oh, yeah. those shoes, I died. Yes. As soon as I saw her walk in, I was like, honey, didn't come to play. She didn't, but... she didn't get enough airtime. I think she tweeted something no! too that was like, I'm yes! going to wear this again because fuck that airtime. You need to wear it to women tell all. She needs to. Give it another shot. The whole thing. It was like a white blazer dress looking thing. Oh my God. It was amazing fantastic so I loved that outfit and that made it stand out but I think it's too it's too early for me yeah. to have like favorite favorites because we've only seen one one-on-one date there's been so much drama with Queen Victoria that like I don't I don't have like a whole bunch imagine the three Victorias on Paradise it could happen don't give anybody any ideas because you know somebody's it, already you know they're out. already just Victoria in that and whatever this one's last name, Queen Victoria. Uh, Larson, Victoria L. Victoria L. There you go. Oh my God. Rough. Can you imagine the interviews? Oh. The, I just feel like I'm really vibing with Victoria A B C D E. A B C D E. Yeah. What? What? In what world do we have more Victorias than anything else? I feel like that's such a. Like I'd figure it'd be a Lauren. Can we talk about the fact that there's two Serena? Uh, Serena and Victoria have become like. I was shocked. I was like, I didn't even know Serena was like a common I didn't name. either. Or Victoria, to be honest with you. Like, I'd heard it, but I didn't think it was necessarily like a top 10 most popular name. Apparently, all the bachelors. Apparent, apparently. Well, share your social media. 
where you want people to follow along. My Insta handle is just my name, Alea Benavides, and my Twitter handle is the same thing, but it's backwards. It's Benavides Alea. Oh, nice. Well, thanks. I just adore you. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> we have to stick together, us. You know, Texas, sort of villains, kind of villain, you know. You know, whatever we are. All right, I'm going to hang up here. Bye. <laughs>